Hey everyone, welcome to Intuitive Behavior. My name is Dustin James, and I'm a medium, energy reader, and teacher. My goal is to uncover the unknown so we can all live a healthier, happier, more joyful life. What are you having to drink? What are you drinking today? Uh, carrot juice. What's that? Carrot juice. Carrot juice. Okay, yeah. that's much healthier than my chai tea. There's pros and cons. There's pros and cons to it. Well, cool. I'm glad. Well, welcome, man. Um, it's great to finally get you on the podcast. I know um, a friend recommended Luke, and I reached out. I'm not sure what I was getting myself into, but I started to take these like fistfuls of vitamins, and um, I had to send in a hair sample, and it had to be cut. My hair had to be cut a certain way at a certain angle. And I was like, oh, okay, what, what's, what, am I, what am I getting myself into? And then I started to take, um, so after I put the hair samples in, there, Luke calls me and says, hey, we got your results and, and this is what's happening, this is what's going on. And um, he was spot on about all the ways, you know, everything that it was, how I was feeling, what I was going through. Um, and, and then he said, okay, we're going to recommend you to be on this regimen of these, you know, these, I don't want to call them diet pills, but they're vitamins. And I'll let Luke explain a little bit more in a second, but they, um, they started to change how I felt physically. Like my emotions started to change after about a week on them. And then I was really like, like, what's going on here? And I started to balance out in ways that I couldn't, I couldn't get to by just going to the gym. I couldn't get to by just meditating or, you know, my own, my own ways of doing things. And this got me there fast. I really want to highlight Luke's story and find out yeah. Luke. Did you have your own complications? How did, could you sort of share a little bit about your story? Yeah, when I discovered the program, um, I was about 22 years old. I'd always been into uh, health and researching health stuff. And um, at the time, I was working at a gym. It was a tennis club where they also had a gym and a sauna and stuff like that. And I was already doing a pretty strict workout routine. Um, and kind of living what I thought at the time was a sort of healthy lifestyle, which was like working out really hard three, four times a week. Um, I was eating pretty cleanly, you know. Um, at the time, I was actually doing like pre-med classes to be a nurse or a doctor. I wasn't quite sure where I wanted to go with it. I was maybe considering also going to like exercise science, like kinesiology, because I was really into exercise at the time, learning about like, you know, teaching athletes how to train better for like max performance, you know, how to deadlift correctly, how to do all that kind of, you know, power lifting type of stuff. So I was really into that. Um, and, you know, I was in pretty good shape, you know, I, I uh, you know, I could uh, lift a lot of weight, but I noticed over time I started to develop brain fog and I started playing around with using the sauna because I noticed actually that um, when I would use the sauna, my brain fog would lift. It wouldn't lift for very long, but it would lift while I was in the sauna and it would stay, it was the, it was the most clear I'd feel the whole day for about an hour afterwards. And then it would wow. slowly kind of creep back in. Mm. And so I knew it was at least lifting the fog and I knew, so I knew there was something there with a, with the sauna, right. And I could feel it, uh, you know, helping me. And so basically when I went down the path, I started researching the sauna therapy on the internet. You know, I started reading about the benefits of sauna therapy. I, uh, you know, came across various publications and things like that. And through that sort of process, I discovered Dr. Wilson's website. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, I am, I do feel that I'm a pretty intuitive person. And I can tell you that when I discovered Dr. Wilson's website, I knew it was the truth from about, for like five minutes, like within five minutes, I knew. Yeah. It resonated with you. 
Right, right. Um, you know, have you lived, have you lived your life on on sort of in you know, the name of shows intuitive behavior? But have you have you made some of your biggest decisions based on your intuition and feelings and of things? I feel like most of my decision making is based off my intuition, and I actually, as far as the decision making process, I put my intuition above anything else in life. Really, yeah. you know, um, for a lot of people, that's not necessarily true, but for me. Um, I've always been pretty confident in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I do. I can actually relate a lot to that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> right. And so for me, when I'm reading truth or I'm watching content from a truthful person, I get a certain feeling. Um, it's like the frequency of it. And I can usually tell whatever it is that I'm watching or reading or even the person that's talking, I can usually tell if it's truth or not. Mm -hmm. I can usually tell the intention behind it mm -hmm. and where it's coming from. And so from discovering Dr. Wilson's website, um, and I, I knew within a few minutes on an intuitive level that it was uh, an incredible amount of information and an incredible amount of truth that I found. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Discovering his website to me, is like, it was akin to like, if you're like, I think of like Raiders of the Lost Ark or something. And then you're like, you know, you're trying to find like the book of knowledge or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, you find like the library of Alexandria or something. It's like an old dusty book. And you like, when you blow it off and it's yeah. like the life or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, for me, that was the experience of, uh, you know, finding his website. You know what I mean? I do think that that website is probably the greatest congregation of truth in today's world. I really do. Yeah. So I mean, can you tell me a little bit about Dr. Wilson? Yeah. Uh, so Dr. Wilson is, uh, so before Dr. Wilson, he worked with a man named Dr. Eck, okay? And Dr. Eck was really the pioneer between hair mineral analysis, okay? He worked with different companies. He worked with supplement companies. And it was right when hair mineral analysis first came out as a sort of a scientific uh, test that you could do on people. And so it had just come out, and, pe and people were experimenting with it. The health practitioners were experimenting with it. Supplement companies were experimenting with it. And they were hiring Dr. Eck to sort of uh, learn how to read the tests, right? Because they knew that at the time, they knew that it, it could be a powerful sort of uh, diagnostic tool, but they didn't know how to interpret it correctly. And so the, most of the research at that time was being done into, you know, how do we interpret this and how do we use it uh, for like supplement companies and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and Dr. Eck, he pioneered a lot of the ways how to interpret the test he kind of discovered the mineral systems of the body and how they interact through the hair test and how it's not as easy as replacement therapy. So it's not, he discovered it wasn't as easy as if someone's low in zinc on the test, you give them zinc. He found that the ratios between the minerals were what was were, um, the most important thing and that you actually had to give certain minerals and vitamins to balance the ratios between each other in order to make the body move in a healthier direction. And he sort of pioneered the sort of thought that sort of thought process mm -hmm. and um, the way to analyze a hair test correctly. And he went on and started a lab, analytical research laboratories. Dr. Wilson, when he was about, uh, I think it was like 30, 35, started apprenticing with Dr. Eck. Um, Dr. Wilson was a very smart man. He went to MIT um, after high school and got a bachelor's degree in, at MIT. Um, and then he became a doctor. He went to medical. He went from MIT to medical school, and then he became a doctor. And he went through the sort of a similar process that I went through, I would say. And then he eventually came upon Dr. X's work, 
with the hair mineral analysis, and he uh, became his main apprentice for uh, for a, a decade or two. And um, and then what he did was he refined. He basically just took Doctor X work and refined it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Carried the torch. A, yeah. Right. I would say Doctor Wilson's main contribution to um, Doctor X work. Doctor X laid the framework for the mineral sciences. And, you know, how much zinc do I need to take if my uh, hair test says X, right? How, how many vitamins and minerals should I take if my, uh, if whatever the hair test says, right? So Dr. Wilson's main contribution was, number one, the diet, and I would say number two, more esoteric sciences. Okay. Can you explain right. that, what that is? Um, I would say Dr. Wilson was a more spiritual man than Dr. Eck. Okay. And so Dr. Eck was a much more of a scientific, analytical mind that was using uh, the hair analysis um, endeavor sort of to run a business and to help people heal, but it was more analytical sort of uh, endeavor. You know what I mean? Dr. Wilson was always more into meditation and sort of uh, more esoteric practices before finding Dr. Eck. And so Dr. Wilson's main contribution, I would say, besides um, just fine-tuning the diet, would be introducing uh, more esoteric sciences such as uh, meditation into the programs. Those two, I would say, would be the main sort of things that he added to Dr. X's work. So he saw a link between not only the physical, um, not only right. taking supplements and vitamins, but actually uh, uh, bringing in higher frequencies or, or, or connecting the body to higher frequencies or getting into a space where you can do so. Right, right. And he was able to make the connection between healing people using a more scientific approach and their spiritual growth. You know, because the mind is the body, you know, and it, it goes both ways. Same with meditation. He discovered that people that would meditate would heal faster on the tests. Really? Right, right. And so oftentimes we make the mistake of separating science and sort of spirituality. And so Dr. Wilson's big thing was he was able to combine a sort of new scientific approach to healing using minerals and uh, spirituality. You know wow. what I mean? Yeah. No, that was I yeah. I would say that was his major contribution to this, to the the sort of evolution of it, right? Yeah, yeah, and it is divided. That those two communities are divided. So either you stand right. on the side of science, or you're you're on the they call it woo woo now. So it's just, you're right, right, so. right, right. But they're not as divided as people realize, and they're they're much more intertwined. You know. Yeah, I mean they do go hand in hand. I think it's mind, body, spirit. Right. It's you you need all three to to live a well balanced life here. Right. Right. And so going to the diet, um, like I said, when Dr. Eck first started, it was mostly just the supplements and then a, a pretty clean diet. Um, although Dr. Eck did recommend certain things, like he did recommend that you ate animal protein, for instance, because he found that vegans on the hair test, uh, they weren't very healthy and it would affect their health. Doing Interesting. Something like right. In what way do, do you know? Um, just more burnout. Okay. Right. Um, you know, worse copper toxicity, you know, uh, you know, like red meat, for instance, is very, uh, it's very high in zinc. Okay. And so he found, and so copper imbalance is a big problem today. And so Dr. X main thing was just like, eat pretty clean, eat pretty cleanly, eat red meat, eat meat at least like a couple times a week, you know, eat some eggs, eat some vegetables. But Dr. X actually didn't follow the program himself very well. Interesting. So he was finding all the research behind it, but not practicing what he preaches. Yeah, Dr. Eck was one of those dudes who was more like, uh, 
you know, he was uh, kind of burning himself out, working long hours, not really doing, but not really practicing what he preached so much. Dr. Wilson is more of like, like the, uh, like the guru personality that like lives it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And teaches others how to like live super cleanly, I would say. Yeah. He embodies it. Right. Right. Yeah. What are some massive symptoms that people have that would really benefit um, this program? Um, you know, most people today are in some stage of burnout, whether they know it or not. Um, in my experience, what this program is most powerful with, it's most powerful with children, actually. Interesting. Right. Because how this program works is it works with your, you know, healing takes energy, right? And um, how healing works when you heal at a deep level is it's peeling back layer by layer, right? So if you're a 70 year old, unfortunately, if you've been living um, unhealthy lifestyle, and all of a sudden you become ill and you go on one of these programs, you're going to have to peel back 70 years. You know what I mean? It's just the wow. truth. Yeah. You, can't sugar, you can't sugarcoat it, right? Right. With children, they have much less inertia. You know what I mean? Yeah. Children are much more of a clean slate yeah. and they have much more energy to work with. And so it's amazing. You take a child and you just put them on, you know, like a ch child under the age of five, we might put them on two or three supplements max. Mm -hmm. And they're just simple, you know, a couple of minerals and vitamins and uh, the amount of healing that occur in children with ADD, ADHD, autism, um, all these things that we give, uh, you know, all these labels that we give to children symptoms nowadays. It's incredible how fast they heal and how many metals they'll dump on the hair test, really? how fast they'll detox. Right. Um, and so I would say the, where the program really shines is with children and with uh, prenatal care. Wow. Because like going back to the clean slate, you know, with children, well, you can even go a step before that. You put the mother on a program, you make sure that the child in the womb is getting all the nutrients it needs. Mm -hmm. And then you're starting off from a really uh, great place. Right. You right. Know what I mean? Now, can you, you know, I was having this conversation the other day with someone about a uh, hair test versus blood test. Right. Can you, can you just, yeah, that's a great, you know. yeah, that's a great question. Um, now, it's important to realize that the blood test and the hair test are different types of tests. Now, there's nothing wrong with a blood test, but it, it, people sometimes, you know, especially if you're just the mass public that goes to a doctor, don't really understand what a blood test is. Um, a blood test is much more like in the moment, mm -hmm. right? And so, for instance, if you like get your testosterone levels checked or your thyroid level checked, you know, that level will change throughout the day. If I wake up, uh, you know, you, like if you look at like a man's testosterone levels, it'll, it'll be higher at certain points in the day. I think it's like earliest when you wake up and at like 5 p.m. Okay. Right. And so uh, if you took your, if you took a blood test and analyzed your hormone levels at those two times, you'd have higher hormone levels. Or if you, if you took something stimulating, like if you drank like a lot of coffee, which uh, stimulates, if you do something that stimulates and you took a blood test, you would have higher hormone levels basically. Um, the hair test is a much more, uh, it's, it's a bigger picture and it's a longer time frame. So when you cut your hair, it's basically your, your biochemistry of the last three months. Mm. Okay. Um, and it's much more predictive. Okay. I would say that, you know, blood tests are good, but blood tests are much better in my opinion for, uh, diagnosing a specific disease that you might have. For example, uh, if you want to find out if you have STDs, you need a blood test. The hair test won't tell you if you have STDs. Right. It won't. You know what I mean? It won't. The hair test won't tell you if you have a specific disease. Like if you have cancer cells in your body, if you have cancer, you need a blood test. 
-hmm. if whatever virus or disease that you have in your body, um, I would use a blood test, right? Because the hair test won't tell you it. The hair test does not tell you any specific disease or condition that you might have. It only tells you tendencies for them. And it only tells you, it only tells you the current overall health of the body. So the hair test, in my opinion, is much, much better for preventive medicine. And it's much better for overall healing of the, the body. It'll tell you tendencies for disease. I can look at a hair test and tell you, you know, there's a chance that you might uh, become diabetic soon. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or you're on the path towards becoming diabetic. Right, because you could be so out of balance in one way or the other. Right. You're, you're exactly. going down that path. But there's a chance to right. turn that around is what you're saying. Right, right. Yeah, the hair test is very powerful for turning disease around, for strengthening the body to fight the disease and healing the body at a deep level. But it does not, it's not like a test where it's not, you don't want to use a hair test to uh, find out any specific disease you might or might not have. That's where a blood test. Okay. So I would say that neither is really better or worse. They're just very different. One is more preventative and used for um, overall healing of the body at a deep level and to strengthen and nourish the whole immune system and everything. And then the blood test is more for finding out specifically what you might or might not have. What kind of disease are you talking about? Because I know sort of, there's like gut rot, there's like things in the gut. And a lot of those things, you know, a blood test won't tell you. So that's another benefit of the hair test, right? The blood test, unless you're searching for something specifically, um, there's a lot of things that it won't tell you, right? A blood test won't really tell you if you have improper gut flora. It won't tell you that you have bad digestion, et cetera, et cetera. What's nice is that when you take a hair test and you focus on not the symptoms, you don't focus on the disease, you focus on healing the entire body itself. And then it doesn't matter so much what uh, you're trying to get rid of or what you're trying to fight off or what you're trying to heal. All you do is you heal the body and it knows what it, 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 uh, it knows in what progression to heal itself. You know what I mean? It's very keen to like terrain theory versus germ theory. You know, how our medicine approaches many things nowadays is what they term germ theory. So they find the disease and they, they attack it somehow, right? So they find a virus and they give you something to fight the virus or they give you antibiotics. Um, the approach using a hair test where it shines is you just heal the body and it'll fight off whatever it is and it'll heal whatever it needs to heal in whatever order. And you trust the body's innate knowledge. You trust that the body knows what it needs to do in what order as long as you give it what it needs. You know, lots of cooked vegetables. That's one of our favorite things is cooked vegetables. Cooked till they're soft, okay? And that's true with everyone. Um, but the supplement regimen does shift depending on someone's personalized hair test. That is true. And that's one reason why people don't get a lot of, uh, a lot of people don't get good results when they take like a multivitamin or they just take some zinc or something. You know, let's say you're taking zinc. You know, I run to people, they're taking like 100 milligrams of zinc. You know, that zinc makes a lot of people in our population worse. It's actually making you sicker. Really? Right. That's because the first thing I have when, when, when I have a cold. Someone tells me to take vitamin C and zinc. Yeah. Well, a little zinc's okay, but I don't like over 20 milligrams unless you have a hair test because it can make you worse. Um, depending on the ratio, uh, depend, um, so to, ca- to gauge how much zinc we give someone, we use the sodium's potassium ratio. Okay. I won't delve too much into the science behind that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a more, that's a kind of deeper sort of subject that you'd have to delve into for the scientific. Yeah, pretend I know nothing about this. Explain right. it to me that way. <laughs> right. 
but depending on how your basically just depending on how your chemistry is, you might uh, your body might not need zinc, and the zinc might make the the ratios on your hair test worse. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're taking a lot of zinc, it could be making you uh, make it could be making your chemistry worse. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and so what's nice about the hair test is it takes the guesswork away and it tells people exactly what dosage they need. Mm-hmm. Right, and uh, that's why a lot of people don't don't get good results. Vitamins and minerals are powerful things. But they're powerful uh, going both ways. So they can make you, it's important to realize that the vitamins and minerals can make you worse too. And most people are just doing a shotgun approach, which is probably better than nothing. You know, just taking a bunch of vitamins and minerals randomly. It's, it's probably better than nothing, I would say. Yeah. Um, but it's not anywhere close to doing a targeted approach of how much you actually need to shift the body in a healthier direction. Yeah. Right. So going back to your story, so you had, you had brain fog, you were noticing that you went in the sauna and that about an hour after that, you felt better. You were probably detoxing, right? What other things were you experiencing or what really sounds like I know what led you to the path, but what were you seeing in your own body that you just knew that you were unhealthy? What was so unhealthy? Um, well, the major thing I would say was brain fog. I had some skin issues and then, uh, yeah, a uh, big thing was posture. And so it's kind of interesting, right? You, maybe you can relate. So I think a lot of intuitives can relate to this. So I'm a, kind of an intuitive person and I can kind of see the truth, right? Yeah. A lot of things. And so when I watch really, and I would, so I would observe really healthy people, like like professional athletes that are really healthy and have really, really good posture. And I would just be like, I don't understand. You know, I work out and do the same things that this person's doing. Why does this person, just looking at their body, their body is so much more aligned and their posture is so much better. There must be something that it's, you know, I never really believed that it was just genetics or something like that. Like this person right. just what these, these athletes or these people with really good posture and the, and good, and good muscle tone and like healthy skin. Uh, you know, they, it's just genetics. They no, just come I mean, out just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. They just come <laughs> out. Parents amazing. did something really, yeah. Right. Really right like, from the start. Right. And I was like, well, if I'm, I mean, I always knew that there must be something, uh, something deeper going on like i'm doing i'm working out you know uh as hard as these people or i'm i'm eating as cleanly but just looking and tuning to their bodies as an intuitive you can tell that their posture and their just their nervous system is so just so much better right right and so uh part of doing the program was like part of discovering the program was like realizing oh this is a way to get more like that Mm-hmm. You know, and my posture has improved so much on the program, especially like my, in my neck area. So what uh, would that, how, how would posture, how big of a role does posture actually play in our lives? Is it bad posture? Is that a symptom? Is like, you know, it's both. It it's see, both. most people wouldn't think that that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, really the most important st- I still think is just raising the energy of the body. A healthy body will have better posture. Okay. So it's, it's an indicator. Right. Because you're healthier, you have more hormones in your body, you have more bodily awareness to adjust your posture on a second by second basis. Um, and you're, it's a general, in general, a healthier body has better posture. The, the tendons and the, the muscular tissue and the soft tissue, everything is more malleable because it has, it's more, uh, it's more hydrated it has higher concentration of uh, minerals in it that let it slide atop of the, uh, you know, the skeleton. You and I mean, 
-hmm. Also, you know, the, the bones have to be hydrated and have, have to be mineral dense, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So a healthier body in general will just have better posture. But it does go both ways. Many people have poor posture because they sit in, uh, on a desk all day and they're, they're lurching forward. And, and then oftentimes people go to the gym and they make it worse. I've wow. seen so many people, I used to go to the gym and so many people, especially older people with bad posture. And what do people do when they go to the gym? They do, put, they do uh, chest exercises like bench press and they do bicep curls. Right. And it just makes the posture in our society even worse because it, ro it rotates the shoulders forward, neck goes forward. And they're, you know, they're going like this. It just makes right. everything worse. Right. Um, most people need to focus on, you know, expanding, expanding the chest, rolling the shoulders back, uh, putting the neck back, you know, tucking the chin, um, things like that. And so I would say it goes both ways. But in general, I would say the most important thing, again, is just having a healthy body. And a manifestation of having a healthy body will be having better posture. Right. For sure. Yeah. So could you run me through a list of what people may be experiencing, why they would want to maybe look into this program and then um, explain a little bit about what they could expect once they sort of get involved and, and, and all that good stuff. Uh, the program really helps uh, acne and things like that pretty quickly in my experience. Mm -hmm. You're just using the sauna and eating cleanly. Most people's skin starts to clear up pretty rapidly, you know, mm -hmm. and I know a lot of young people really struggle uh, with acne, you know, yeah. and when you use a sauna, it, it cleans your skin from the inside out. And that's very helpful. Um, I would, again, I would really recommend to anyone that just feels that their child is exhibiting a lot of, uh, symptoms like ADD, ADHD. If the child has skin problems, if the child has a runny nose all the time, many of the children have runny noses all the time and they're constantly sick and they're fussy. And, um, it'll be well worth it just to give your child a couple of supplements mm -hmm. a couple of times a day in order to um, just have a much healthier child, mm -hmm. you know? So it's uh, going to help calm the personality down a little bit. It's going to, so yeah. Are it helps their brains. ADHD is that, can that be turned around? Is that something that? Um, oh, oh yeah. I've seen cases of ADD, ADHD turned around all the time. Really? It's not, here's medication. Here's a lifelong sentence or a script. No, 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 no. They're very, children are very easy to calm down. Once you start giving them just some vitamins that help calm the nervous system, things like calcium, magnesium, zinc, they really, really help calm the nervous system. Okay. So these minerals are actually have a calming effect, you know? Wow. Um, and most people, most, the vast majority of people notice a difference in their children within a week or two. They're sleeping better. They're more calm. They're not as irritable. Um, children, you notice a difference almost right away. Yeah. yeah, that's actually what I could experience. That's what I experienced the first week, week or two. Um, right. What changed for me was like, I actually was just, my body was calming down. I wasn't right. used to it because the body was doing it. Um, almost without my permission, it just kind of did it. And then it's like, right. you're trying to go a million miles an hour, and then your body's actually more calm, cool and collect. And to tell you the truth, that's when I started to manifest bigger things. Um, you know, I, I ended up making bigger moves after yeah. I was calm. Right. And that's true with, uh, with a lot of people in our society. We all like these minerals and most people's nervous systems are over firing, you know, partially because of the stress of modern life, but also because we lack these minerals in our diets that help calm our nervous systems. Because it's not, so it's not in the foods. It's not in the, 
right you can't get it in other places right now eating good food helps like i said we like a lot of cooked vegetables we like animal protein uh healthy whole grains is good you know, um, there's lots of other good foods you can have as well. You know, raw dairy is an excellent food. Um, you know, now, what even, about people that are lactose intolerant or need to be, feel that they need to be gluten free? Because gluten free is a big thing, and dairy is definitely right. You don't, you don't need, you don't need to eat dairy to heal. But I do find that oftentimes people that think they're lactose intolerant can handle raw dairy. You know, okay. Most of the, you have to realize that most of the dairy that we eat today is junk dairy, and it's been homogenized. And it's been pasteurized. And it's also from sick cows. Mm. Um, if you if you take uh, if you get it from healthier cows or goats, goats even easier to digest than uh, cow milk, like goat cheese, for example. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know you you eat it raw, so it's not processed like most dairy is today. I find that a lot of people that are lactose intolerant can actually handle high quality raw dairy. Um, at, especially after they heal for a few months and their gut gets stronger. So dairy to me, I mean, you don't need, make no mistake, you don't need dairy to heal. You know what I mean? Right. But dairy is a good food that you can add to the diet, I find, for most people if they wish, as they heal and they increase the, the quality of the dairy. You know what I mean? Right. I think dairy is sometimes one of those ones that get a bad rap because you have to realize the bodies are so sick today. It's a lot of things get a bad rap because the bodies are sick. And it's not the food. It's, it's, it's not the, it's not the, whatever you're eating. It's just you. So why, what's making us sick? What's making the bodies sick? Is it lifestyle? Well, is it society? Well, part, of, part of it is generational. Okay. Okay. You think we used to live, if you think of like, we used to live in ad- indigenous tribes and things like that, or just, if you think of American history, um, it used to be like 90% of Americans were small farmers and we were growing food on our own soil America was a new place. The, the minerals were rich in the soil. We hadn't spread out across the land and we hadn't, uh, modern agricultural practices had not been invented. You fast forward a couple, a couple uh, hundred years later, we've introduced vaccines. So we're on third or fourth generation uh, vaccine children now where their mothers were vaccinated and then their mother's mother, their grandmother was vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And it could be several generations now. We're now some. We're now several generations deep into modern agricultural, where we uh, we grow food on the same soil, and we use pesticides, and we use we use a lot of fertilizer that it makes the food grow, but it's like steroids. The food is more empty than it used to be. Mm-hmm. The food will grow because we have plenty of water, and we give it plenty of nitrogen, plenty of fertilizer. But the mineral density of the soil has gone down because we've used we don't introduce minerals back into the soil like we used to just because it's mass production and we want to grow as much as possible in such a short amount of time to feed a lot of people right and so we are now again several generations deep into a more depleted food supply we're more we're several generations deep into vaccinations we're more we're several generations deep into junk food you know 100 years ago doritos didn't exist right most people nowadays they're living off of food that never existed before most Americans, you know, we're living off of food that never, uh, it's basically man-made food. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we're several generations deep, right? Your mother might've been living off of hostess and mac and cheese and Doritos. And yeah. then now your mother's mother was living off of that. Yeah. You know I mean? And so it's part of, uh, in my experience, it's, it's generational. 
and it's just uh, a slow sort of uh, degradation of the health of a society over time. Right. So a slow buildup of, of sick, right. sick bodies. And, and then right. we are seeing, you know, so would, in your opinion, do you see a big increase in children that are now, you know, coming out today, ADHD or labeled ADHD, ADD? Yeah, I think um, the children are the sickest they've ever been. Yeah. I can see it on the hair test. The hair tests of children are like what you used to find in old people. Really? Yeah. They, they, they come out, their, their bodies are already old. Interesting. Yeah. And in what, what way? And their adrenals and their thyroid, they're already in burnout. They're born out of the womb and their adrenals and thyroids are already burnt out. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Right. And so how do you turn that around? And, and what do the adrenal and thyroids, I mean, how do they... How do they help us? How, how you can think of like, when I say adrenals and thyroid, you can just think of the overall energy system of the body. Those mm -hmm. are just the two main glands, but it's really just, to e it's easiest when I say these things to think of it as a system, you know, instead of saying that the, the children have a sluggish thyroid and adrenals, you just say, you know, the, the children are burnt out, you know, they're, mm -hmm. they're, they're just, they're more, they're more sickly. They're more ill than they've ever been. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The adrenals and thyroid are, I, I mentioned those two because those are the main two energy producers of the body. Those are the two glands that produce the, uh, the hormone, the main hormones in the body that keep, that keep us going. You know, mm -hmm. so the thyroid produces, uh, you know, your, the, the thyroid hormones basically. That's why it's such a huge issue when people's thyroid burns down, they have to take, uh, you know, artificial, uh, thyroid medications because like you can't really function without a thyroid, without thyroid. Yeah. Those are like the two main engines. Yeah. It's funny because I was actually um, at, a, at a friend's place and they were, uh, they had this, they hosted this party and there was a conversation around thyroid medication. It seems like all of them were on it <laughs> and it gave uh, them better energy. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's basically a stimulant, right? It's a stimulant. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. People don't, you know, in American society, we don't talk about things a lot. And so people that keep, but medication they're on to themselves. Yeah. So many people are on thyroid medication. It's same as like anti-anxiety pills. I think like maybe, I don't know, I think at least a third of the young women today are on some sort of antidepressant, anti-anxiety medication when I talk to them and, they, and I ask them. And so that goes back to the generational thing. Um, we have women now that have been on antidepressants or anti-anxiety medication. And you have to realize all the toxicities, we talk about intergenerational health, all the toxicities, all the deficiencies from the mother pass to the child. So if a woman has been taking anti-anxiety anti medication, antidepressants, that passes on to the child, you know, mm -hmm. there's, not a, there's not a barrier there. The, the woman and the child uh, through pregnancy, they share the same blood. Right. Right. And so you have children being born today and the doctors, they don't tell women that. And they don't want to take them off the anti-anxiety medication for whatever reason, right? Right. right. And so um, the children are already born with a dose of antidepressants in their bodies. Interesting. So that totally affects how their their personalities will be. It's funny because I just did a the last podcast I did was um, or I did a recent one with um, with um, Mandy Rose, and she she's a uh, um, uh, energy practitioner, and she helps remove past trapped. Uh, emotions. And we talked, we had this discussion about how even emotions get passed through the DNA. Um, you're, you're typically inheriting the, the tough lifestyle that maybe your grandmother, grandfather went through, or maybe even five generations back. And those emotions using emotion code, those emotions get trapped in 
your DNA and it's passed through the bloodstream, which you come out sort of, you know, you can come, you can come out of the womb a little depressed. Yeah. And it's all related. Um, yeah. Like if you have adequate levels of minerals, your DNA replication ability improves. Right. So you can fix your genetics to a certain extent. Right? So this is sort of like a genetic hack. Or this right. Is right. So mineral, mineral levels play a part with your genetics as well. You know, certain genes, genes get turned off and on all the time. You know, when you go out in the sun, like a bunch of genes turn on so you can absorb more vitamin D right. or to produce more testosterone or whatever. Genes get turned off and on all the time. And it takes, you have to have zinc and you have to have certain minerals in order to replicate DNA. Or else what happens is when the DNA replicates itself, there's more errors. Right. And you get more genetic defects. And so you can improve your DNA and genetics much more, I think, than people realize. So at this moment, you know, I had these chocolate chip cookies that a neighbor brought me and I'm drinking chai and it's raining out. I'm talking to you and we're talking about diet and we're talking about healthy diet, but there's a part of me that really wants this chocolate chip cookie. So is there, um, uh, I have a sweet tooth. I have family members that have sweet tooths. I mean, is this kind of what we're talking about? Do we get, does this get passed along as well? Yeah, I would say to a certain extent, um, like, like everything, it, it goes both ways. You know what I mean? Um, cravings can play a part. Sometimes, you know, if you crave something, it can be because you actually do need it. Like, okay. you know, like if I, if I, like I eat health pretty healthy, and if I don't eat healthy for a few days, I, I feel it, and I start to crave healthy foods. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. But cravings can also trick you. You know what I mean? You can use cravings to run away from things. It can be a more ego-based craving where it's to satisfy your ego and it's not really to satisfy your body. You know, you can make that mistake too. Um, also, you know, people tend to crave things um, that will stimulate them oftentimes. Like with sugar, it's a stimulant. Right. So it uplifts the mood temporarily. You get a, you get a natural kind of boost temporarily. It doesn't help you long-term. It'll, it'll burn out your body faster long-term, but temporarily it does make you feel better. You know what I mean? Would you uh, say sugar is the big, uh, the main component in, in helping us burn out, or what is there a main com, uh, main um, not component? I'd say um, like as far as food goes. Yeah, as far as food goes, is there something that we should just yeah. stay away from? Yeah, I would say any sugar. Really, this this surprises many people. I would say even like really sugary fruit based things. Like a lot oh, of people, yeah. they give their they give their kid uh, like apple juice, for example. Mm-hmm. Apple juice is basically it's basically just dead sugar water. Giving your child apple juice. Like just the standard generic apple juice is like, it's really not much better than giving them a soda. Wow. It's really not. So people think that it's... Because the amount of sugar that's in the apple juice versus the amount of sugar that's in a soda. Right. And then the, the apple juice also, it, it has basically hardly any minerals in it. It's mass produced apples that they spray with pesticides and it concentrates in the juice. Uh, same thing with like uh, with orange juice, for example. Uh, most people don't realize that vitamin C oxidizes very quickly. And so unless you actually cut up on an orange and you like juice it and then you drink the juice that you just like harvested, mm-hmm. if you just like buy generic orange juice, all that vit- most of the vitamin C is already oxidized and you're just drinking dead sugar water again. Wow. With maybe a little bit of minerals in it. Right. So you but, get the uh, perk from the sugar. Yeah. So many people um, are addicted to sugar. And then I noticed that they go to uh, drinking like, you know, they drink like the uh, apple juice and orange juice and they drink smoothies and shakes all the times, right? They're mm-hmm. like, oh, I got off my sugar kick. No, you're just, you're just, you moved your sugar addiction to another sort of, it is a little healthier. I mean, honestly, yeah. Yeah. 
you know, eating a fruit smoothie is healthier than, you know, just living off of, uh, you know, cotton candy. Right. You're just talking about the sugar content. So you're still getting some benefits. There's other vitamins and minerals in there, but but your body's moving is tricking itself because it still wants to, it still wants sugar. Right. 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 So sugar is a huge problem in our society. Uh, Often just like any sort of like refined, refined food. You know, so like, any processed foods, basically, just try to yeah. steer clear. I'll say sugar for sure. One singular thing, it'd probably be sugar. Okay. Most people in our society are addicted to sugar. Yeah. You know, if you think about it, our our bodies were weren't really we're not used to getting access to sugar. Mm-hmm. You know, we think of like living in a tribe in the forest. Like when do you, you you might get some berries once in a while. Right. Like, especially if you live in a Northern climate, like imagine you live in like Scandinavia, you're most, if you live in Scandinavia, you're mostly living off of like animal protein and like root vegetables that you dug up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Never had access to refined sugar 24 seven. And so our bodies are kind of, uh, it kind of, they kind of trick us to a certain extent too, because we get addicted to it because our bodies are designed where like it, it used to be like, we found a sugar source, like, uh, we should eat as much of it as we can because we're not, we're not going to get access to it anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Like if we find like a beehive, like living primally, and then we get access to some honey, that's a rare event. And we should probably, you know, consume as many calories as we can, you know, in case uh, we don't get food again for a while. And uh, so it's like, you know, sugar is like rocket fuel to our, to our bodies. And we, we just want to eat it to uh, to store it basically for later to store it as fat, so we can survive in the in the wilderness or whatever. And so in today's world, you know, people give people give soda to their like two year old kid, and you're basically just born in a world in a sea of sugar, of con- and it's very hard to learn to, uh, you know, not in- ingest it all the time. And the parents are probably drinking the soda, and the parents were right. probably drinking the soda while the the child was in their womb. And so where how do you break these chains? I mean, these are these are strong chains. I mean, now we're in a day and age where or day and age where I mean, what Coca-Cola's been around since the early 1900s at least, maybe even before. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, maybe, you know, maybe it's been ingrained in our D- it's been in our DNA for a while now. So right. at what point, I mean, it's like throwing a rock at a freight train sometimes with these diets. You it go is. really well it for is. a month, month and a half, right. maybe two, maybe three, maybe six. But then eventually you kind of start like, like kind of going back. Right. Part of it. Um, As I finish this chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> well, part of it is just personal willpower. Yeah. Like you have to take responsibility upon yourself to make healthier decisions. Part of it is also, you know, when you start eating uh, lots of cooked vegetables, especially and you start eating really good food and taking mineral supplements, you're mm-hmm. more satiated. So your body will overeat on things because they're empty. When you eat a bag of Doritos or you eat sugar, mm-hmm. you're eating more and you're craving it more than you normally would because the body recognizes that what it's eating is empty and it wants to eat more of it in order to get more out of it. When you're more satiated, you're eating much more nutrient-dense foods and you're taking uh, vitamins and minerals that also help replenish your mineral levels. Your body won't crave uh, other foods as much because it's already satiated nutrition-wise. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people underestimate the, the innate wisdom of the body, and they think that like you know when they're eating, they're eating some all this junk food, and they just keep eating and eating. They actually think it's them, but it's actually their bodies. Some, a lot of times, telling them to eat, 
And so when you eat this much more nutrient-dense food and you're taking minerals and vitamins, the body's much more satiated. It doesn't need to eat as much. It doesn't need the, the simple foods as much. It doesn't crave them as much. Right. So that's a powerful tool. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? And part of it uh, is also just digestive-wise. Um, when you eat raw fibers, it's much harder to extract the minerals out of it. It's much easier to digest cooked vegetables because the cellulose and the fiber is already broken down for you. Right. So it's much easier to digest and get the nutrition out of it. Right. right. So salads aren't necessarily a bad thing like sugar, but it's, they're much more empty than people realize. And they're not provide, they're not providing as much uh, nutrition as people think they are compared to cooked vegetables. Especially. Of course it depends on what you have in that salad too. I mean, right. Right. Uh, so something having like having something like spinach, mm-hmm. like spinach salad, uh or like kale um would be better than like just straight lettuce right sure. and then protein in that salad which could be what fish you guys are big on fish and lamb and um yeah fish are okay um try to stay away from the the big fish because they're full of mercury okay actually on the hair test people eat a lot of sushi a lot of tuna especially it'll show up in their hair test so tuna's big what about salmon salmon's okay like once a week i think once a week okay yeah um, and then you can eat the small fish more often, like sardines or anchovies. Or okay, uh, <laughs> I don't know how many people are going to sell an anchovies. But <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The bigger, in general, the bigger the fish, the more heavy metals. Okay, right. Um, and it's, unfortunately, it's true with all seafood. Like I can't really recommend much oysters or lobster or anything. Those are all they all have heavy metals in them today. Now, why is that? Why do they have more heavy metals than? Because the oceans are polluted. Yeah. Right. It's it's mostly due to lack of regulation in India and China. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So in America and West, most Western uh, countries, we have what are called mercury scrubbers on coal power plants. Mm -hmm. So the uh, exhaust from coal power plants, they go up and they have mercury scrubbers and it takes uh, like the vast majority of the mercury out. Mm -hmm. It scrubs the mercury from the exhaust. So then the air that comes out is cleaner. Okay. Uh, They don't have regulations like that in places like India and China. And so the exhaust is going up into the air and then the mercury, it, it goes into the clouds and then it, rain, it rains down and collects in the ocean into the uh, ocean's uh, ecosystem. Right. 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 Someday this will not be the case. And it's unfortunate because things like tuna, tuna would be a good food, you know, and in time there, there probably, there will be a time where we clean up the oceans and tuna yeah. will be okay again. But yeah. at this time, unfortunately, no. And we have to do it right. We can't just sit on our butts and say, well, Right. Hopefully one day it all it all works out. You know, it's almost right. like you got to roll up your sleeves and get out there and start right. doing it in whatever right. way, whatever platform you have. I mean, right. You know, whatever it takes, right? Right. And I do believe. Uh, I don't mean to sound so doom and gloom. I know talking a lot about like the children getting sicker and sicker, but the the earth is getting better at this time. I do believe. I think things are shifting mm-hmm. as people get sicker and their children are sicker. People are starting to realize that Western medicine isn't doing it for them anymore. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, I think there's a lot more environmental sort of efforts going on at this time. People are a lot more conscious about how they waste and polluting the atmosphere and things like that. So I do think that things are changing. Um, The awareness alone is is getting bigger, right? Right, right. So I think, I do think that we're on the right track um, at this time, Uh, but it's a, you know, it's definitely, it's an uphill battle. Yeah. So, so going back to the health thing. So really it is about uh, it's, uh, nutritional balance is what it's called. Um, yeah. Nutritional balancing science. 
nutritional balancing science. And this is uh, mind, body, spirit. This is um, uh, implementing vitamins and certain vitamins, depending on what you're burning out in or you're lacking in. Right. So that's done by right. a hair sample. Um, and then it's also implementing some uh, uh, breathing exercises, right? And we covered that. We didn't cover those actually. Um, yeah, um, breathing. Yeah, deep breathing is excellent. Um, you know, anytime you practice um, breathing into your abdomen, and there is a specific form. You can call it a meditation. Although nowadays, I lean towards calling it more of an exercise that we also specifically really like. And what's that? Uh, well, it's what we call the pulling down exercise. Okay. Um, and this is moving energy downwards from your head to your feet. Okay. okay. Do you want to, you want to, can we try it out? I mean, can me, we do it right now? Can I be your guinea pig? Yeah. Okay. For me, the most powerful thing is like, if you imagine your feet are like a vacuum okay. and your feet are pulling the energy downwards, just feet like a vacuum. Your energy into the ground. Right. And your feet, either like the ground or your feet or right below your feet. It's pulling the energy downwards, like a vacuum or a black hole or whatever you want to imagine. Okay. And it's pulling it down. Okay. And we found that this is a, a very powerful exercise. Um, and then how long do I, do I keep imagining that uh, the ground just below my, my feet are pulling my energy down toward it? Well, there's no overdoing it. Okay. So I can there's just no sit here all day in the rain and... Right. Okay. Preferably you become more accustomed to it and you're naturally doing it all the time. And this is very much, I feel like I'm in a meditative state at the moment. Like I went right into meditation. Yes. yes. And then do I, how about my breathing? Do I just kind of focus on the energy pulling down? I think that it's actually best if you just focus on moving the energy downwards. Okay. And then whatever happens with your breathing happens as a result of it so it'll naturally slow down your breathing it'll naturally deepen it it'll naturally slow down your thoughts uh, i think many people make the mistake of trying to control their thoughts or focusing too much on their thoughts or their breathing focus on doing the exercise and then everything else will manifest as a result of that okay wow right yeah i feel a difference i feel um i feel lighter yeah. It's funny because we've been drinking, I've been drinking chai tea, you've been drinking carrot juice, but um, I've been drinking chai tea and eating these chocolate chip cookies during the interview and I, I'm, um, I'm feeling actually more calm. Yeah, Just for a short amount of time that we've done this, yeah. It's very grounding. It's grounding. That's what I feel, more grounded. Yeah. Right, it's very grounding. Because um, my energy, I have high energy and I tend to be, you know, up here. It's like, hey, how's it going, you know? Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah, that's my. That's always been my. You know, tons of energy, and um, but I feel like it really. Yeah, it's grounded. Right. Um, in my experience, as strange as this may sound, for some people it's definitely more esoteric. You know, some people struggle with more than others because the rest of the program is is very scientific and it's much more mechanical, right? eat cooked vegetables, take your supplements, drink water. You know what I mean? It's mechanical. And so for many people, they actually struggle with the, the pulling down exercise more than the other components. Um, I think partially because of the society we live in, it's a much more scientific analytical society in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. um, and people were kind of raised with that sort of thought. But in my experience, the pulling down exercise is the most powerful part of the program. It's more powerful than the diet. It's more powerful than the supplements. 
more powerful than using a sauna. I actually think in my mind intuitively, 50% of the program is the pulling down exercise and it's, it's as important, so 50% as everything else combined. That includes supplements, diet, going to bed early, drinking water, whatever. Right. Right. So could one maybe practice this little pulling down exercise? I mean, it's free. Yeah. You just sit yeah. here in a chair I, yeah. and you... Yeah, I encourage everyone. You don't need to be on uh, any specific diet or anything. Eating cleanly, um, you know, certain things will actually help you do the exercise more. If you eat cleanly and you're well rested and you're well hydrated, you'll find that the energy flows easier. Right. It, it, it well. So those things are definitely intertwined. But um, yeah, if you're listening to this, I encourage everyone to do it. You don't need to get a hair test to do it. You don't need to follow any sort of specific diet to do it. Um, and it's a very powerful life hack um, that will help you in every area of your life. Um, it helps you ground you. It helps calm the nervous system. It actually brings healing energy into the body. Um, it's like you're charging. Mm -hmm. you know, you're actually bringing in energy from the heavens into your body, and it will heat it up. Uh, oftentimes when I'm doing the exercise, I can feel my body actually heat up from the energy, and it'll heat up, and it'll he start healing certain spots. I'll feel up heat. Uh, it'll heat up like areas where I have um, like postural problems. Mm -hmm. um, so it'll help your posture as well. Um, it helps really build awareness. So this could even help you uh, maybe cut off those um, past ties with people or toxic relationships because you'll start noticing yes um, yeah, things exactly that what things that are good for you things that are no longer behoove you. Right. Yeah. Many people have problems in their life just due to lack of awareness, right? If you're aware of how a food makes you feel, then you will tend to eat healthier, right? Mm -hmm. If you're, uh, if you become more aware of the toxic relationship you're in, you'll realize you're in a toxic relationship and you need to leave it. Mm -hmm. um, if you just learn to observe yourself and observe the world around you, most problems simply just go away. Right. Just, just by, just by the act of observing them. And you're having right. more of your power back to you. You're and then you're actually bringing the clear. truth. Right, and you're bringing the truth into your body. It's actually truth as well. Interesting. And so we talk about um, you know, having an intuitive sense of what the truth is. This will help that. It'll help build your, your truth awareness. Because you know, the truth is like, it's like a frequency. And you're bringing that, that energy, that truth, or whatever you want to call it. If you're a Christian, you can call it the Holy Spirit, right? Or God, or whatever. Um, you're bringing that into your body. And so you become more aware of what it is and what its frequency is and what it's like to experience it. Yeah. Right. And so you can tell, you can then begin to tell more so in your life what's closer to that and what's not as close. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So cool. Well, um, are there, are, do you have, I know you have a, you and Lewis have a YouTube page out there and um, do you have videos where people can go to that YouTube page and, do you have examples of how they can do this? Because I don't know if they're going to get it from that little exercise. No, I, I would recommend watching the channel trailer, the new one that Lewis created a couple of weeks ago. It's more edited, polished one that talks about uh, just what you, what nutritional balancing science is about and what we can kind of accomplish with it. Mm -hmm. um, it should be the main, you know, when you, when you visit the channel, it's like the main one that automatically. The top one. Yeah, yeah the top one you can play. Um, I think it's just called what is nutritional balancing science. I think that's what it's called. Um, I would recommend that you watch that one. You know, it's a very good video that Lewis created and he edited it and it's got like music and like, and like animations and stuff. Cool. Uh, you know, you can just do a search right on the YouTube bar and just type in deep healing space, pulling down exercise. Cool. 
um, you know, that will, that will get people there. Um, cool. And then you have a website, right? Yeah. And then the website is just dpleanspace.com. Okay. And any other forms of media where people can stay up to date on what you're, what you're doing out there? Uh, we have an Instagram account that Lewis runs. It's just, I think it's just DP Lean Space on Instagram. Okay. So you can jump on the phone with someone, do a quick consultation, a little bit of a tailored approach, get them going in phase one. Yeah. Yeah. They can just shoot me an email and I can kind of get them started uh, on just if they don't have the money. For example, a lot of people, um, they don't have the money to do a, a full program and right. uh, you can just, you can do a, a basic program where it's, there's no hair test, but you're doing the pulling down exercise and you're, you know, you, I can show you uh, what water you should be drinking and, you know, how to go to bed early and like what supplements you can take certain supplements as well that that will help you on your journey without a hair test. They, you know, things like kelp, like kelp capsules, right. Or, or taking a cow mag or just taking a little bit of zinc. Yeah. Right. Cool. And you, and you don't need the full program. Cool. Cool. Luke, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, for anyone listening out there, go to, go to deephealingspace.com, go to their YouTube channel, uh, deep healing space, email Luke. He'll, he'll hook you up. He'll get yeah. you on the right path. Yeah. Nice talking to you guys. I hope you enjoyed, uh, all the good info. Yeah. And Luke, um, I'd love to have you back on and maybe we'll talk a little bit more, you know, uh, blockchain heavy or, you know, what, what people can do. For, I, he's a, he's a well-rounded guy. So he doesn't, he's not just health. Yeah. He's also health and wellness and, and the financial sector and, and very successful in those areas. So I'd love to have you back on and we can, we can sort of break into another topic if you, if you're, if you're so inclined. Yeah, yeah I would love to. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be fun. Cool. Yeah. Well, everyone, thanks for listening and uh, you know, bye for now. All right. Bye. Thanks everyone for listening to Intuitive Behavior. I'm your host, Dustin James. If you'd like to hear more episodes like this, head on over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe. You can also go to intuitivebehavior.com for all updates. Until next time.